Well, welcome back to another episode of Unplugged, and I have a distinguished guest with us here today. I got CEO Doug Johnson joining the podcast. Doug, how have you been? Been doing well, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah, and I got to say, Doug, we have been, or I want to say the electric industry has been in the news, it seems like more than ever the last couple of months, and some good, some bad, but it starts back in December of 2022, especially for North Carolina utilities. For our members who maybe haven't been following along as close, uh, or maybe they haven't really followed the reasoning, what happened on Christmas Eve? Why did it happen, and how did we get to that point? Well, we had a situation occur where folks that are generators of electricity, like Duke, underestimated how cold Winter Storm Elliot was going to be. And utilities all around us made the same error, TVA, PJM to our north, even to our south. So when Winter Storm Elliot came in on Christmas Eve, we literally began seeing as a utility industry that we were capacity short. Two things that really made it really troubling for Duke. Uh, One was that we did not have enough natural gas coming into North Carolina, which is a whole another issue, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But on Christmas Eve morning, 4 o'clock in the morning or so, uh, gas flowing into North Carolina from Transco Zone 5 was compromised. There was not enough pressure because in a winter storm, natural gas is being used for home heating and electric generation. Not the same in the summer. The other thing is PJM failed to deliver some load that was supposed to be delivered to Duke from them. So for the first time in our history at Blue Ridge, and in my memory, we were called upon by Duke to begin rolling blackouts. And uh, that's something I hope we never see again. But if we don't really watch our energy policy in this transition, uh, it's something we could certainly see again. I feel like you kind of answered my next question there is, you know, do you think this could possibly be the new norm for utilities in the United States? Do you see this as a big-time threat to utilities? Well, here, here's what's going on in our energy transition, energy policy that's being uh, embraced in Washington and in even in Raleigh. The direction that we're going is basically to shutter or close fossil fuel power generation plants, particularly coal, and replace them with not dispatchable energy resources like wind and solar. On a Christmas Eve morning at 4 o'clock a.m., there's no solar available. And we would have to have something there to dispatch in order to meet the load that's required. So it's my feeling, and, and a lot of people that watch the industry, we believe that if we take this transition to low carbon, relying too much on wind and solar that's not backed up by dispatchable, by dispatchable, I mean resources you can call on and turn on and raise you know, how much power you're generating as the load grows, then we could easily have another time of rolling blackouts. And you're starting to touch on this a little bit, but I wanted to uh, pick your brain, you know, if members are listening to this, what specifically can utilities and the industry in general do to prevent this? What would be the path forward to create more reliability and, and get more of that dispatchable energy online? Well, you know, we're uh, number one is we need to support getting the Mountain Valley Pipeline built down into Virginia and the Southgate Spur on down into North Carolina. We don't have enough adequate natural gas capacity for this state. We're one of the fastest growing states in the country in North Carolina. So our, our need for natural gas is going to continue to grow. 
we're also seeing a large number of industry and tech firms relocating to North Carolina, which are very large loads. So with all of the growth that's happening here and the more extreme weather that we're experiencing, particularly something like a winter storm Elliott, then we have to have resources besides just wind and solar in order to meet the power generation needs, particularly for those really difficult winter peaks. And I feel like technology drives a lot of the conversation today in the electric industry. So do you feel like there's anything on the horizon in the next several years or the next several decades that you foresee that's going to kind of take over or could help out, maybe balance the whole reliability and sustainability argument altogether? There are. I mean, we're looking at, and a lot of utilities are looking at, advanced distribution management systems. Uh, where we would actually have a better handle on two-way flows of power across our system. For many years, it was just you generate it at a station, you flow one way to homes and businesses, and that was the end of the story. Today, you can have you know smart grids, you can have you know like behind the meter generation, on the roof generation, all kinds of resources that could be generating power on the grid that we have to have the technology available to manage that and to make sure that it's utilized for the best interest of those that want to generate their own power and for those that do not. And I know we're doing a lot internally, you know, putting the right people in the right areas to, to look at these technologies and to make sure we're staying on the cutting edge of it. So I feel like Blue Ridge is doing a really good job of staying ahead of that and trying to uh, be ready for whatever's next. But for members who it's been a hard year uh, with inflation and all the things are going on, I kind of left this as an open ended question. But I just wanted to see, is there anything you really wanted to speak directly to to the members as we head into the back half of 2023? Sure. I would say you need to get on board with us and speak up. These are technical topics, and they're hard to be able to understand exactly what to say. Uh, but we're going too far too fast. And let's just talk about North Carolina and the House Bill 951 and the Energy Solutions Act, where we're uh, Duke is being mandated through this law to reduce their carbon footprint by 70% by 2030. Too fast. That's seven years away. And if you look at the technology that's being developed, things like advanced nuclear or small modular nuclear, even hydrogen, lots of resources that could be dispatchable power, uh, natural gas, combined cycle that's very efficient. Uh, we could certainly replace all of the coal fleet with natural gas and lower our carbon footprint substantially. But if we add in clean energy resources, not just renewable energy resources, then I think our members will be happier that we've regained our focus on affordability and reliability, and that it's not those two things are not less than sustainability. And we're going to need the voice of voters. We're going to need the voice of people, of electric consumers, of electric members to speak up and say we want affordability and reliability to have as much importance as sustainability. I think that hits the nail on the head. You know, there's a lot going on in the electric industry, and we need uh, folks to speak up and, and come together on this issue. Doug, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the podcast and joining us today. Thank you, Jake. Uh, really appreciate it. And again, folks, like I said, a distinguished guest today. That's Doug Johnson, CEO of Blue Ridge Energy. Till next time, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, any of the podcasting apps. We are there. So listen to us. Listen to us in the car while you're walking the dog whatever it is, but uh, listen to us and follow us on those channels. Thanks. Great. Thanks, Jacob.